0: When is the right time to delegate? And what should you delegate? We're going to cover that and a ton more with my new special guest all on today's show. Check it out. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Hey, what's up everybody? Uh, It's Jason and I'm really excited today because I have a guest who won't be a guest for long, but not because she's not going to be the guest, but because she's actually going to become part of the host. That's a pretty big deal. So please welcome to the show, Kayla Swanson from our crew. What's up, Kayla? Good to see you.
1: Hello, Jason. Thanks for having me. Yeah. as your guest. So Sa- thanks for having me guest. as
0: your guest on my show. It's very <laughs> awkward, but we're going to figure it out. You might recognize Kayla from Kicking It with Jason and Kayla uh, in the Profitable Salon on her Facebook group, which by the way, if you're not a part of, you should probably check that out. Yeah. It's totally for free. All you have to do is request and follow some rules and we'll let you in. In fact, it will be Kayla who lets you in. Um, but Kayla has been a part of our crew now for several years and is doing some incredible work behind the scenes. But we are uh, blessed to be able to have her coming forward to be able to, be able to do even more work with us us here on the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. So uh, Kayla does a ton of our marketing. She has a lot of the back end of what we do inside the Academy. And it's really helped us to not only grow what we're doing uh, from the Academy marketing standpoint, but also make sure our communication is just world-class for what it goes out to you. So again, Kayla, good to have you on. Excited to have you here and looking forward to some awesome stuff happening today.
1: Super excited to be a part of this, man. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. And so just so you guys know, this episode today is going to be a little bit of a transitionary podcast because... Um, what's going to happen is I, you know, I've been kind of been the the quote unquote host, if you will, through this entire time, uh, and then Doug's on the show, and, and what's going to happen is Kayla Kayla is going to be the uh, main host, and you're going to see me sometimes, you're going to see Doug sometimes, you're going to see some of our clients sometimes, and so it's it's a pretty big switch. I hope you're pumped about it. If you are, and you're watching this live, do me a favor and comment uh, stoked. That's what I would say from California. I would say stoked. <laughs> um, and so do me a favor, comment in there. And Kayla, I'm going to let you kind of take on what we're going to talk about and just also yeah, say yeah. A, a quick little hello.
1: Nice. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Yes, hello everybody. I'm excited to get to know you guys. I'm excited to interview people and get to meet lots of people, to bring them on the good. show, to talk about all things salon owner, business related, personal yep. development. We're gonna talk about all the things. I'm really stoked about that. But today I figured what a good opportunity as Jason has just delegated the job of being the host of this podcast to me. And I was like, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it looks like to be to delegate things in your business and what that does for your business, what that could look like for your culture, you no know, win and all those things. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Jason, tell okay. me what it was like about like, why did you, did you feel like you should delegate hosting this podcast to me?
0: Yeah, good question. And by the way, if you need to delegate more things in your business, do me a favor and comment with the word delegate. That'd be a big yes. deal. Um, so yeah, let's talk about this. So I was actually out at an event uh, doing in Dublin, Ireland, and uh, I was being interviewed on, on a podcast by uh, the great, the incredible, the ever amazing Zoe. And one of the things about Zoe that I thought was really cool is they were like, listen, um, how do we like interview Jason? And I'm like, the owner of the company is running around doing something else, and Zoe's running around running the podcast, and like Zoe was getting interview after interview after interview after interview. And I was like oh, that's really interesting. The owner of the company doesn't run the podcast. And I was like, well, that's kind of smart, actually. Uh, I do teach people Mm -hmm. delegation. It might be good if I had somebody do that. And then Kayla, (laughs) you and I have been doing the show. You know, We've been doing the other show uh, for months and months now. And like you've been doing a great job over there. And so I was like, well, hey, I wonder what it would be like if I put Kayla in charge of Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. So I think the initial idea, and often I think this is where the best ideas come from, at least for me anyway, is Mm -hmm. I go and get inspired from being somewhere else. Like I see, you know, I, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but like I go into a Starbucks and I get inspired or I go to you know any other random business and I'm like, ooh, where, how could I use that? And it all stems from something I learned from Richard Branson, not directly. He and I aren't like homies or anything. I just mean like <laughs> I read something in a book that he said. And he said when he travels, old, old school, he said when he used to travel, he carried around a bunch of sticky notes. And every time he saw something cool uh, in another business or something that he thought was incredible, he's like, I'm going to steal that. Not really, still, but you know he's gonna be like I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use somebody else to run the podcast. He would bring his sticky notes back, and what he would do with his team is he would come back and he would actually um, put all the sticky notes on the middle of his conference table, and then say, "All right, team, here's all the cool things I saw. How can we use some wow. of these cool things in our business?" And that was how he started, kind of like amassing these ideas is from his travels. What would he see as he traveled around the world? Because he was very early, kind of a world traveler. And so I, I think as a business owner, you know, for for salons. I think you've got to be inspired by other businesses. I think a lot of people poke me in this vein of um, you know, like, oh, you're not from the industry, so how could you possibly help salon owners? Like, it's really funny. I love when people Mm say, "Um, Jason, how could you help salons when you've never been a salon owner? Like, you're an imposter. And I'm always like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. I like have a superpower because I haven't been a salon owner. I actually see things that they don't see And then I go, look, Doug, my business partner for crying out loud, he's run salons for 16 years. And like the two of us do this together. So I kind of use my superpower, which is never being in a salon uh, as an owner, as a superpower. And he's a superpower as being a salon owner. And that's what makes the academy a totally different place than anywhere else on planet Earth. Because of that, uh, all off tools like you know figuring out how do you delegate? And again, I know delegating is not like... Only exclusive to salon owners. It works in all types of other businesses. But I think if I had to say, Kayla, one of the biggest problems I see salon owners is they don't delegate enough. Yeah. They love yeah. to work, they love to be behind the chair, and so they don't delegate. Anyway, hope that helps. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that does. I mean, let's talk about that. Like they, let's talk about why, like I can, I've, we've had a lot of conversations about this before on Kickin and kicking it other places of yeah. why people get into their heads about delegating. Like I could think like, is it where like, well, I don't want to, I can do it better or it's going to take me longer to teach them how to do it than to do it myself. Like so let's, let's start to talk about the head trash people take on why I can't delegate you know. this because.
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Good question. And by the way, you guys have better answers than I will. So if you're, if you can live chat with us, do me a favor and say, um, I can't do this because, and then insert all your yeah, head trash. Just put sure. it in the chat, because I'd love to see I'd love put to see your trash over my trash. Yeah. But Kayla, I'm going to turn it around on you, too, so be prepared. I want you to answer nice. this question, because yeah, you have a team of people also. You delegate out to people all the time, <laughs> right? Like, people are going to yeah. be, you know, editing and doing others work with us after the podcast, and you have to delegate things. So I, I think one of the biggest things is, like, there's this old myth. If you want it done right, you got to do it on your own. You know, nobody does it better than me. Um, yeah. I wish I could clone myself. Like, there's all of these different sayings that, like, we have. And the reason for that is, let me, let me take you on a timeline of a business owner. Mm. Right? Yeah. Let's go back. So when you're uh, working for somebody else, you're probably one of the best employees working for somebody else. At least you perceive yourself to be the best employee. I don't know if I was ever the best employee. I know <laughs> that I thought I was the best employee, but that wasn't really the case, right? Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I worked for somebody else. I'm like, oh, I'm doing all the work around here. I, I, you know, I'm 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 doing everything. Damn it! The owner just sits and eats his falafel or whatever every I don't know, falafel. <laughs> but, but like the owner, you know, you're the owner's off doing something else. It's clearly not helpful. I do all the work around here. I'm really good at this, and so I'm going to start my own business. That's uh, what Michael Gerber talks about in the book. The E-Myth is the entrepreneurial seizure where you say, I'm the best employee, so I'm going to go off and do this mm-hmm. on my own. Salon owners do this all the time. So what happens is you believe that you're the best employee. You have to have that belief sometimes in order to get yourself enough oomph to go and like start your own company. So when you start your own company and you're like, I'm the best employee, what do you do? You never hire people that are better than you. You only hire people that are... Well, they're not as good, but maybe I can train them and get them up to speed. Like, that's who you start to hire. So then you hire people that support the same idea and the same mechanism that you are the best employee. Nobody can outwork you. Nobody can live up to you because you are so stuck, stuck in this idea of you have to prove that you're the best employee. You then think that leadership is about leading in front, leading the way, and showing everybody you can outwork everybody because that's what you did when you were in the employees. You just outworked everybody. You were the best employee and you were all those other things. So... Damn it all, I'm going to keep showing people I'm the best employee. So you work your face off, and then you try and let people catch up to you because you think that's leadership. Hmm. It's not leadership. Okay? That's not leadership. But it is what sometimes it takes to become uh, your own boss. But then you have to realize that your job is actually not about bringing on people that are not as good as you, that you can train. Your job as the leader and the owner of the company is actually to empower other people to be better than you at things. Kayla, there are plenty of things you are better than me at. Do I always love to give feedback and advice? Of course I do. But you are better than me at a lot of things, and that's why you are on the team. Every other member of the team is good at something very specifically. And if I if I hire somebody who is not better than me, then that's a shame on me sort of moment, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. You want to find this. Does does that help a little bit in this framework?
0: What what stops you from delegating to other people, Kayla? What what's tripped you up? You're on the show, you get to weigh in now. Look a reverse interview. She's like, I was like, Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, let's I was like, let's talk
1: about it. And then you were like, I'm gonna put it back on you. I was like, Yeah, I'm not very good at delegating. Well but what
0: what stops you from delegating? What what are you worried that's gonna happen, Kayla?
1: I start to get like, I know that everybody has a lot on their plate and I was like, okay, so when things start on my plate, I have yeah, like I, I'm really good at hiring people or to bring people on my team who can do new things, but to like, or take over things. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, we're going to give you a new task or things like that. Or I hired you for this role and you know that this is your role. So I hired you on to take this on. But then when I have other things like, oh, they could do this too. Or I start to, okay, they're they're cruising. Now I could give them more. Then I start to be like, oh, but I'm already doing it. And I'm already like. And I start to get in my oh, own Oh, so you're, head about, you're a like, guilty not
0: delegator. You're, you don't like the guilt yes. of delegating. Yeah. Can,
1: yeah I like I just, like, Can I tell you something?
0: Can I tell you something that Dan Martell told me? Dan Martell uh, oh. wrote, um, oh, I was trying to draw a blank. I've got like 50 of his books right outside. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> anyway, Buy Back Your Time. That's the name of his book. Buy Back, buy your, back time. your Time. I've been talking about it a lot. Okay. It almost escaped me, Uh, but he (laughs) talked about buy back your time. As I I said, Doug, I I said, uh, Dan, how do you deal with a delegation? And he said, Jason, you just gotta be really grateful for your team all the time. He said, if you feel guilty, because he said, like, house staff, like, you know, if you have somebody who works in your house or something like that, he, I'm like, this is so weird. People are, like, rearranging my underwear. Like, what? what this is such a weird thing. And he's like, dude, <laughs> you got to be really grateful. Like, thank you for taking that on or thank you for getting yeah. it accomplished or, like, you know, because I, I have a house manager. And I'm like, how do I, how do I really – like, it's such a – they're doing things that are, like, the little crap tasks I don't want to do. And you know what's funny? Like, my, my house manager was opening up my mail and doing some stuff the other day. And I was like, thanks so much for doing this. And she was just like, she's like, no, it means a lot. She's like, this is really easy for me to do. And she's like, it's not easy for me to do it for myself, but it's easy for me to do it for you. Cause I'm not emotionally yeah. tied to any of this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. She's like, thank you for saying thank you. And it was just this yeah. like good exchange of like being grateful for the team. So I would just encourage you to continue to be so grateful for your team. I know you are, I know you love on your crew, but I just yeah. think it's that framework of like, how do you get out of the guilt? Is you just show some gratitude that makes you frame the yeah. whole thing differently.
1: I mean, so. thinking back to you delegating this to me, like, i it's an opportunity for me to grow and for me to learn 100%. new things and new skills and to, like, just step up. And so, like, I'm grateful for this. So, I like turn it back on my team, being grateful for yeah. the tasks to be given. Like, yeah, give me opportunities to do bigger tasks, more complicated tasks, to, like, show up bigger and do something different.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, and by the way, um, by the way, if you guys are digging what Kayla is saying and if you're enjoying her as a host, do me a favor, to say, hostess with the mostest, or say, welcome <laughs> Kayla to the show, whatever you got. Um, and we got to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, oh. we're going to chat a little bit more. Uh, not only about delegation of what you can do, we're going to take a a little bit of a left turn and give you guys some more uh, framework of what we're going to do. Um, But do me a favor, stick around. We'll be right back after this short break.
1: Hey, HPSA listeners. Let me ask you this. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you on every appointment and watching it chew up your profit? Well, with Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you. Using a mobile app paired with a Bluetooth scale, Salon Scale will tell you exactly what your color is costing you on every bowl mix down to the gram. As you mix, Salon Scale will also digitally store your formulas and track how much product is being used in real time so you can manage your inventory, cover your expenses, and generate more profit in your salon. Use promo code HPSA10 to get 10% off an annual subscription. Salon Scale the new standard for mixing color.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast with your hosts, uh, plural, because I've been hosting. Kayla is going to be hosting. If you haven't met Kayla yet, she is an incredible part of our team, has been doing a lot of things behind the scenes, does tons of our social media, and produces a lot of this content. And so I've asked her to step up and continue to uh, do some really incredible things. So she is now hosting also. Party on! Um, so we were just Hello. chatting about delegation. Speaking of delegating, delegating not only things like the podcast, but other things inside your salon company and inside your business. I'd love to know what's the thing that is has been the hardest for you to delegate. Would you do me a favor? Type it in the chat. We're talking about delegating. What's the thing that's been the hardest? And Kayla, you said we want to take a turn, kind of on the second half, and start talking you. about um, how does delegating impact the culture? Right. That's what we're gonna yeah. get into. So let's let's chat about like, that. Hate- what are your thoughts?
1: Cause I've kind of like thought about like, you know, when you, somebody takes on a bigger task or you promote somebody into like a leadership, like not necessarily delegate a task, but also even promotions and delegating them to be a leader of something. Mm. It can kind of affect the culture. Someone's like, why did that person get that, get to do that task or why did that person get to do that? Like, why do I get to host a podcast versus somebody else? And like for here, it's obvious. Cause of, I worked into this. It's obvious because that you're the best can.
0: person to do it. Is yeah. that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Cause I'm absolutely so, the most awesome. <laughs> so wait, I want to,
0: I want to understand that. You said, it, you said the challenge becomes like, it's, the like why does that one like it's a jealousy thing for other people do you think sometimes could when you be. delegate
1: things yeah to them? like how does that it affect the team yeah like oh, how do you like how, how does, does it impact the
0: team because to your point you could delegate somebody to be a manager inside the salon and somebody could be like hey why did they get chosen as a manager over yeah. me a hundred percent that mm-hmm. could impact the culture I would also say like this is a weird thing to say about the culture but like it impacts your culture too right because I was just mm-hmm. doing a uh, daily boost on this, by the way so kayla always nice. supports when i do daily boost because she needs them all the time um all the time. I, because we do them daily and i have to record <laughs> videos very often by the way if you want a video of me every single day or somebody from our team giving you motivation comment boost and we can get That's you right. on the list so you can get a video text message from kayla me the team the crew every single day get that I it. um I, what i wanted to say is Kayla, the other interesting thing about delegating tasks is like, what does it do in the psychology of the person that you've delegated to? Because sometimes it can be a crushing thing, right? It can be something that like completely crushes somebody's scope and idea of reality of like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Or I'm being asked too much of me. Because I think you had said this about delegating to um, your team is I'm worried I'm giving them too much. If I delegate, will they take it on? Because some people that get delegated to are just yes people. Um, we have some people on our team like that in a good way and bad way, but like you yeah. say, you say, Hey, can you do this? And they're like, yes, even though they're so overwhelmed, they're up to their eyeballs and stuff. Like those people need to learn how can they appropriately say no when they're being tasked with too much? How can they say, yeah. yes, I can. And I can do that for you in a week or two, not I can do that for you in the next five minutes, right? Like how do you right. get to that place where you can elegantly say no without saying no, basically. Um, because I think there's another piece of delegating things to something. As I was just mentioning on the Daily Boost, was how uh, are, are you asking more of others than they ask of themselves? Mm. Mm. This is a really important culture shift for delegation. I think is kind of in this vein that we're talking about. Kayla, is I like with you or with anybody else? I'm just using you as the example here because you're here. Is I also wanted you to step up. And show more of your skill. Because as I've given you other tasks, like, hey, can you take social media pictures? Can you take this on? Can you take that on? You've continued to step up and do that. And so I'm like, all right, what else can I give you? And yeah. it's it's very interesting because I would I would mention this about Doug. I would mention about you. I mentioned about other people on the team. Um, I am a control freak self-appointed. If you don't know that, you haven't spent enough time with me yet. <laughs> but I am a recovering control freak is what I will say. I'm a recovering control freak. Good. Well And said. if you're a control control. Blah, 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 If you're a recovering (laughs) control freak, do me a favor and comment recovering. Because what I've experienced is I've delegated things, people have screwed them up, and then I took them back on. So it's very rare, or it used to be very rare in the 15 years I've done this. It used to be rare that I would delegate something and it wouldn't get screwed up or it wouldn't get done at like you know 20% of what I wanted. And I was like, this is stupid. I should have done it by myself. That's, and again, remember, I hired people that were at a different level of operation than me because I thought I had to be the everything as the business owner. So now the question becomes, well, what happens if I'm asking more of others than they ask themselves? I'm asking Kayla to step up. They, they number one, have to step up and do big, incredible things. But you also have to be – you have to use a level of kid gloves to give somebody only what you think they can handle. Yeah. So again, Caleb, we talked to this. I, I think you're ready for this. I think you're ready to do it. And I hope it scared the poop out of you a little bit, but oh, it I did. also hope what, it, it did a little.
1: Oh, for sure. Okay. okay.
0: All right. So, so that's good. Like, oh, hopefully, hopefully that's a good day, but like it, it should scare you a little bit to say, I want to step up and rise the occasion. I'm a big fan of pushing people just past their border of what they feel comfortable in. And that's why hopefully people like hanging out with me is like, I'm going to push you, outside your comfort zone. Some people don't like to be pushed that hard. And so they, they shirk sure. away. And I will say, I had people on my team in the past that didn't like to be pushed outside their comfort zone. They like to be pushed to a point, And then after a while they were like, that's too much pushing. I don't want to be part of it. I would say the team that we have now is very interested in being pushed outside their comfort yeah. zone. You sure. on the top of that list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will say like, it was, it definitely went back and forth of like understanding like taking this on and be like, what's going to look like and trying to get all organized. One thing that really helped me is, yeah, like when we had a conversation about like what it looked like and the way that you handed it off was done well in terms of like expectations and like, here's the boundaries of what I want to support with and what you can run with. And then once I got my boundaries and got understood, like the handoff is very important. I feel like in delegating for it to be done effectively. So like, I know where I can run with an idea and where I need to consult on an idea or things like that, which I think is what helped me a lot.
0: So I want to say something about that, because you're right, and. You're right, and. Yes. The and is, that's true, but. The but is, I actually handed it off poorly the first time, just being really honest. I did hand it off poorly the first time, and we had to reset, in, in, in a good yeah. way, right? Like we handed it, I, I handed it off poorly. I'm like, this should be really easy, let's just hand it off. And by the way, if you're an owner, you understand, you hand off things poorly <laughs> all the time. If you are guilty of that one, say poorly, and then I know that you, you've handed things off poorly. Here's, you're right, Caleb. What we did a couple of weeks ago was the right handoff. It wasn't handed yeah. off properly months ago. It was handed off properly weeks ago, and that's why we're here. So here's the, here's the lesson that I learned that I'm going to continue to mm. pass forward. I'm going to pay it forward on the podcast nice. today. Get ready, people. Get ready. Uh, the pay it forward is this. Are you handing off ownership? And are you handing off ownership with instruction, or are you just handing it off with nothing? Mm. Here's what I mean. Um, I handed off ownership. Hey, Kayla, it's yours now. Congratulations. I'm going to throw this at you. Catch. Good luck. It's like me throwing a baby at you that I didn't give you any information about how to deal with. And you're like, <laughs> oh, God, he gave me this baby. What? Let me know what I'm doing with this baby. Like, I think there's a reason why most people have – Nine months to prepare for a baby. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like most people don't have a baby in less than nine months or 10 months. If you really know the insider trick, right? Uh, The babies are really 10 months, but anyway, is it like your body's like, Hey, I'm cooking a baby. You better get prepared, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's the good news. Now, if you're a foster parent or something, you had a baby dropped off, you didn't have any time to prepare. But I do think there's something to be said for how life looks at things and say you have time to prepare. And that time to prepare is like, hey, where, where's this baby going to sleep? Hey, how do I want to be as a parent? Hey, what do I want to do here? And I think that's what we did properly the second time we did this handoff was we said, sure. hey, let's talk about what we really want. What's the goal? What are the objectives? How do we want to operate? What do we want to do? So as a salon owner, how many times do you just hand off ownership a la carte? Or how many times do you actually get the the rest of the requirements? You know what what does a good outcome look like? What does a bad outcome look like? What would be? A, and Kay, Kalina, uh, who stepped in the middle and helped part of this transition, she was like, "Jason, what are your non-negotiables? What are the things that like if that happens, that's a bad day, right? Are, are we allowed to spend money on this? Can we not spend money on this? Um, are we supposed to?" Only use existing supplies. Like what? What are the rules around this? Who who can be a guest on that? And we and again, Kayla, we've been talking about this. What are the extended rules about this? And we're continuing to define what are the rules. And if I give you the ownership, and the rules, that's a good handoff. That's a good delegation. And again, am I perfect at this? Hell no. Is Kayla perfect at it? Hell no. But. The goal is is that if you, as the owner, are trying to figure out how do I continue to uh, delegate things, I think a lot of people are just guilty of just throwing the ownership back to somebody else. And they're like, it's your problem now, sucker. Deal with it.
1: Yep, and then they get upset when it's not done well. We'd say, yeah, here. exactly.
0: And then you and then you get mad at the person. And you're like, well, was it their fault or was it your fault? I mean, that's that's the reality of it. You know what I mean?
1: We talk a lot about like 80% done by somebody else is 100%. And I love I love that because well, I'm like it, the rest of that
0: is it's it's 100% awesome. 100%
1: 80% awesome.
0: done by somebody else is 100% awesome. And if that's straight out of Dan's book, his his actual quote is it's a 100% effing awesome just to clarify uh, on quoting quoting Dan. <laughs> but yeah, I think the idea is is like we have an 80% rule in general. I had this long before I read that quote from Dan, but like we have an 80% rule. If, if, if it's at 80%, we can rubber stamp it and put it out. Now, the perfectionist in me says, who the hell would ever want to put out 80%? Like, Kayla, do you like putting out 80% work? No. I don't like putting out 80% work. I assume everybody on my team hates putting out 80% work. But if you wait for it to be 100%, number one, somebody else will beat you to market. If you're working for it to be perfect, somebody else would beat you just because they don't have the same resistance points and your polish against somebody else's polish. Like I would say a lot of the work that we put out our 80% is a lot of other people's hundred percent. Let's be really honest. Like that's, that's the reality, right? But are there other people that are, that put out better stuff than us? Of course, of course. But I'm just happy that we're putting out and we're moving. I think the 80% rule is really designed to uh, break a bad habit from perfectionists. That's what it's designed to do. And of course, your 80% today will be your 100% tomorrow. Like, you know, yeah. tomorrow's 100% or it, what do we say? Tomorrow's 80% is today's 100%. Yeah.
1: That's for what I'm sure. looking to say. And yeah. it leaves like a, like nothing is ever hundred percent. If you really think about it, there's always, it, it you can never be 100%, And absolutely yeah. everything that you do. So if you get it up to a percentage, like, yeah, I can put this out then, you know, but it could, could I have improvements. Absolutely. Like everything I show Jason, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I like, that's good. I also have comments on ways it could be done better because Jason's always looking to improve on everything that we do. And so he always will have things like, yeah, maybe this and that and that, but yes, that can go out. And that helps me to be able to know my boundaries mm-hmm. too, of like, okay, what can go out and what can be improved on? Or Yes, it can go out. But next time, let's make these improvements.
0: So can I bring up another subject that I think is important for what we're it's talking easy. about? Yes. Uh, when you delegate, you need to have a good relationship with whom, whom you delegate to. Because Kayla and I have dealt with this one too, is what is your relationship with feedback? Mm. Mm, right? Mm. Because – and you know, I've <laughs> talked about this. And again, in a great way, yeah. right? Is like you got yeah. to understand like I am a, I am a feedback person. I, I have – My quote is, I eat feedback for breakfast. Like, give me the feedback. I want it. Punch me. Give it to me. Like, I want all the (laughs) feedback. Like, If somebody's giving me feedback, I'm good to go. Now, let me be really clear about the feedback that I'm willing to accept because this is really important. I am willing to accept feedback from someone who has more experience than me in that area. So if I'm talking about building wealth or money, they better have more wealth and more money than I have. If I'm talking about relationships, they better be in a better relationship than I am. For example, I used to have an old boss who was divorced. He would always dish out relationship advice, and I'm like, not qualified, not the right person. <laughs> and he's like, well, I know what all not to do. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm looking. I'm not. You don't have success in that area, so I won't take yeah. advice from you. Because his advice was when I when I told him I was going to get married, my, his advice was, well, that won't last very long. I'm like, come uh. on, man. Like, that's not good advice, right? Anyway, I bring this all up because. If, as the advice giver, you don't have permission to give advice, it won't be well-received. You can also crush somebody's ability to take actions again if the advice that you give is too much for them. And, you know, I think a lot of times, like Kayla, this is not only you, this is everybody, but a lot of people come and say, hey, Jason... Let me show you this thing. Let me show you this magic thing that I've worked on, and it's, it's completed. Let me show it to you. And their expectation is they come looking for an attaboy or attagirl or whatever you want to say. Is it like, tell me, Kay- Kayleena says, tell me I'm pretty, right? Like, tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> like, she comes yeah. with a like, that was amazing, right? You just are going to tell me this is super good. And if they're not looking for feedback and you give it to them, it can crush their ego, Cause they're like, I just, I just spent like, I, I just spent like 28 hours on that thing. And like, it should be perfect. Like, isn't it? It's awesome. Right? Like, it's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But can you give me three more versions so I can make another decision? And you're like, ah, <laughs> like what, <laughs> what are you doing to me? Like, ah, like, and that's why it part of production, our production process, Kayla, this is your department part of production. I'm like, look, if you're going to come to me with a logo or a thing or whatever, give me three. Give me yeah. three. Don't just give me one and say, this is the perfect baby that has no errors because you're too attached to that one. But right. if you give me three, I might go, yeah, number two, let's rock and roll. Good yeah. to go. One and Then your ego's the not crushed. But if you're like, this is the one perfect thing that I think is better than all of them and I say, I want to revise it. Well, now I'm crushing your ego because your entire identity has been wrapped up in all the work that you've done sure. and all this other stuff and da 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 it creates a huge problem. Yeah. You want to say anything about that on your end, Kayla?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, from the person receiving the feedback and things like that, I definitely have had to do my own learning and growing. <laughs> Soul searching. Yeah, learning like, and
0: growing. I like it. I've had I've some, had like, isolation
1: like, retreats. You know, I've had to, like, really work through this. <laughs> some quiet, cold <laughs> some tank quiet chambers. chambers. Yeah. I like yeah. It. some ice water, you know, had some revelations. Anyway, I've had to really work through receiving feedback on what that looks like. And I think yeah. that it's also beneficial of, of us building our own, like using you since you're here, you know, um, like us here. building our own relationship of like how we communicate with each other and just being able to, I think for me, learning how to inside of the feedback that you give me, not to just take it and like, okay, it sounds good and walk away, but to like, ask questions and yeah. to get understanding and make it more of a like, no, we're working on this together. And we both want the same thing as we want a really cool product to yes. produce and put out and to kind of get aligned with what you're looking for. And your feedback is also aligned. And like, we're, we're on the same path. You're not yeah. against me. You're for me, but doing it better and to be able to learn from that.
0: So we just did a whole training on this where it's you and I are working to solve a problem together. It's not you versus I and who's right. right. It's, it's this idea that like, there's a thing that needs to get accomplished and we're both looking at it to solve it. And I yeah. think sometimes what happens is you have, and this could be anybody, but like the person has something in mind, the other person has something in mind and they have they put a thing in the middle and they fight over it versus yeah. we're both looking at the same thing in order to make it better. Don't come yeah. with your best version that will crush your ego if, you, if you, it's not done right. And also give some grace for the person who's not. I think it's, two, it's a two-way street, right? Two way. The person mm-hmm. giving the feedback needs to understand that they've worked hard on it. The person receiving the feedback needs to understand that this is the thing that we're working on together that was delegated okay. to them, not it's my thing that if I don't get it perfect, it's going to be wrong. I think that makes a huge exactly. difference in delegation. Kayla, this has been good. Are, are, you, are you? Is this been fun? Your first show, like making oh. this happen? Oh
1: man, yeah! I was like really nervous, whoop, whoop. And working through this, and I'm like sitting here. I'm like, gosh, this is so fun! Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, this is a good. I can't this wait is good for stuff. all the jokes and all the good things to come out. You know, it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah. So, if you guys want more help on on delegation or you want some support, <laughs> do me a favor. Check out our profitable salon owner Facebook group. Do me a favor. Like, That's subscribe right? to the show. Uh, do whatever you got to do. It also really helps us if you're willing to give us a rating on the show. Uh, yeah. Ideally, a good rating. Is that weird to yeah. say? Like, if I'll you, sa- honest, if, you but- if you sat through this whole show and you hated <laughs> it, then oh, I just did a whole video yesterday on it, haters. So actually, no, I'm not going to say give us a bad review. But if you hate the show, at least put a comment down so you can get us some yeah. additional SEO uh, or uh, yeah. some juice. Give me some social no, juice by commenting.
1: Feedback, you know.
0: Feedback. Like, yeah. yeah. Fe- apparently, feedback. Breakfast of Champions. But yeah, if you have ideas <laughs> of how to improve the show, feel free. Send an email to we're not going to read this at highperformancesalon.com. <laughs> And uh, it should be really good. No, but I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, do me a favor, guys. If you want to see more shows, prepare yourself. Kayla's going to be running the show from here on out. Uh, You'll be seeing me back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to be in and out. And Kayla's going to interview clients and guests and Doug and me and everything in between. Uh, And if you're excited about that, do me a favor and say excited. In the comment section. So, Kayla, great, congratulations! First show yeah, yeah, uh, under yeah. your belt, congratulations, nice. and uh, welcome to Profitable Salon Under Podcast 2.0. Nice. Rock and roll!
1: Heck yeah! I need mean, like you should have like a hat, you know, like where you take the crown off and just put it on my head, even though you're not next to me. <laughs> like we'll just pretend. Ready? Yeah. Ready?
0: Here's the tiara. There you go. It's over to you. I'm
1: the new host now. <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and check us out at ProfitableSalon.com for more episodes, content, and to help you turn your salon into the business you've always dreamt of.